Finding quality childcare is always a challenge, whether you're planning for the delivery of your twins or you're an experienced parent. We all know that we need help either full-time or occasionally just to get out of the house. But how do you know what's right for you? When comparing nannies, babysitters, daycare centers, and au pairs, you might be surprised at the differences in affordability and flexibility. I'm Christine Stewart Fitzgerald here with our expert panelists discussing childcare options for twins. This is Twin Talks, episode number 17. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app, available in the Android and iTunes Marketplace. And before we get started, we're going to go around and introduce our panelists um, here in the room. We'll start with Casey. Uh, my name is Casey. I am a 30, almost 37-year-old, <laughs> full-time teacher. I have a 5-year-old daughter and 20-month-old twins, a boy and a girl. I'm Brenda Rule. I'm 49 years old. I work full-time as a corporate accountant. My oldest son, Benjamin, is 13, and my identical twin boys, Joshua and Jonathan, are 11. Hi, my name is Dawn Lancaster. I am 32 years old. I am a business analyst for a children's hospital here in San Diego. I have fraternal twin boys, Jackson and Alexander, and they are 14 months. I'm Shelley Steely. Um, I'm the producer here at Twin Talks, and I'm also a high school history teacher. I have two children. They're identical twin boys, Grayson and Sawyer. Um, before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about our virtual panelist program so you can become part of our conversation from home. You can log on to our Facebook page and follow along there, or you can follow us on Twitter. Use the hashtag TwinTalksVP to stay connected with our show. And as your host, I'm Christine Stuart Fitzgerald. I have twin identical girls who are four and a half, and I have a singleton girl who is 15 months old. So lots of fun. Today we're doing a uh, special segment called uh, the annoying and crazy questions that you hear from strangers along the way as twin parents. So we have one of our panelists joining us today, and she's got a story to share. Hi, I'm Shannon. I have um, 11 month fraternal boys. And first of all, you do get silly questions all the time. I have people say, Are they twins? Yes. Are they yours? Yes. Are they both yours? No. I just rented one out. One of them is mine. So mine don't look alike. But still, really? (laughs) I just picked one up off the street. (laughs) But I was actually in Balboa Park. I have an older daughter who takes ballet there. And I was chased down by a bunch of tourists with their cameras. And these were um, tourists from another country with their cameras who started taking pictures of my boys (laughs) and my twins. And were like, the novelty. What are you doing? Like, these are my... What? (laughs) You can't can't just take pictures of someone else's kids. Like, it doesn't work like that. And, of course, they didn't speak any English, and they were so excited, and they're all like, come on, look, look, and they're just 
you know, clicking away. That's so cute. <laughs> we're like, this is crazy. Let's just go. We're like trying to run away. She didn't know, like, you know, being harassed by, you know, tourists with cameras was going to be part of the package. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. So if you've got a funny story you'd like to share about, you know, your twins and being out and about and hearing some crazy questions, um, give us a call on our hotline, 619-866-4775. Or you can leave us a comment on our Facebook page as well. So today's topic is childcare options for twins. Today we have a slightly different format and we're featuring our panelists as our expert parents who can give us an inside view of the pros and cons of using nannies versus daycare or babysitters or au pairs. And so they're here to cut through all the hype and help us understand why using um, each type of service may or may not be a good fit based on your family's needs. So welcome everyone. Um, Let's take a look at each type of care. Um, well, first of all, let's look at, at nannies. Um, you know, so what are the advantages of hiring a full-time nanny? I found a nanny was very convenient because I wasn't restricted to the specific hours of a daycare facility. If I, because I was working full-time and so was my husband, if I was running late, I didn't have that stress. I've done both. I did quite an extensive time with childcare uh, outside the home. And that was probably one of the most difficult things about that is it's, you know, five minutes to six and I'm going to get charged a dollar a minute per child after after hours and all that. So that flexibility was was a huge plus for me. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the one on one interaction. Um, My full time nanny has a few kids of her own. Um, which have become kind of like sisters for my boys. Um, But they have, I can work with her and say, hey, this is what happened last night. You know, can we try to do this today in today's schedule? She follows the schedule that we have at home to a T. She feeds them exactly what I tell her to feed them if that's what I choose. Um, We have a weekly learning schedule that we follow and she does art projects every day with them to follow that weekly learning schedule. So the flexibility of what I believe I want my boys to be learning or eating or schedule wise is, is she follows exactly what we want her to do. Oh, that thing was great. And I would think now with nannies, I mean, this is their full time job. So they're an expert in their field of childcare. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm getting these visions of, you know, sort of the, the Mary Poppins, but <laughs> or super nanny. <laughs> and um, I, I would expect that um, some of them, they've been doing this for quite a long time and probably have some, um, some ju- su- suggestions and recommendations um, for parents and especially maybe new parents might benefit from that too mine was a little bit different than that because she was more grandmotherly she was older and was a friend of a fa- of the family and so she was more providing a nurturing role because she watched my twins for the first two years and so it was really just taking on that sort of grandmother role during the day um, one wonderful thing about it is uh, again with her being there all day long and because the twins were so young during nap time she did everything else around the house I remember the greatest oh. day ever was <laughs> coming home one night exhausted from work exhausted from the kids and all that and thinking oh I gotta do laundry now and I opened my laundry basket and it was empty because Woo! she had done all of it so she would do cleaning a little bit of cooking here and there uh, you know things like that so um, she had a, a slightly different role than some of the more typical nannies. Okay. And it, I mean, is that um, common or what, what are some of the typical duties for nannies? I mean, obviously taking care of the kids, um, but what, what else do they often do? I drop my boys off at the nanny's house. 
Um, so that was one of the options that worked best for us. And so, unfortunately, my, my cleaning piles up and my laundry <laughs> piles up and I have to come home and cook. And then that's definitely where a schedule comes into play. But um, mainly her taking care of the boys is the, the sole thing that we were looking for. That's great. And and also, I mean, as far as, um, you know, the, the schedule, if you're working full time, you know, regular hours, are they available in mornings and evening and kind of extended hours? When needed be, we didn't try, we didn't really take advantage of uh, take advantage of her in that respect. Um, there were certainly times when situations came up and we said, hey, we have this and this and this after work. Can you stay longer? And she was absolutely open to that whenever necessary. But we figured she was already putting in such a long day as it was because it's not just your eight to five, your work hours, <clears throat> excuse me, you've also got commute time to add on top of there and your own prep time. You know, you got to get your own shower in the morning and all that. And so I would uh, pick my nanny up very early because she didn't drive, um, bring her home um, practically in the dark in the morning, and then someone was already there to take care of the babies once they started waking up while I was taking my shower, and I didn't have to worry about that. So we didn't go too far into the evenings, but that when we needed to, though, she was always available for that. So it sounds like you had to do some driving and um, a little bit of providing some support um, it well. was, but that was some of my favorite times of the day because it was dawn and she and I would, you know, first thing in the morning, we would have our little conversations in the car on the way back to the house after we pick her up. And, and, and I cherish those times at this point um, of just being able to do that. And that was how I started my day every day. It was just such a routine. And it sort of got both of us to sort of catch up on things and go over anything we needed to for that upcoming day. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult, but it was actually, it was a nice plus. Are there any downsides to having, you know, a nanny, a single child care provider? I haven't found one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been fairly lucky, you know, finding the right person, um, the right fit for us. Um, it makes it very enjoyable. And as, how did you find your nanny? Um, I found my nanny on the internet. Oh. Um, so when my boys were first born, I had a part-time nanny mm-hmm. to kind of help around the house um, about two to three times a week. Uh, that gave me the option to sleep. <laughs> it also gave me the option to go grocery shopping without trying to take two little infants. Um, going using um, I used care.com. Really was beneficial the first time, so we tried it again, and we found a wonderful nanny. Um, who was willing to accept what we were willing to pay. Mm-hmm. And speaking of pay, so what what is a going rate for nanny for, for twins specifically? And, and I guess, in, Brenda, you've had a total of three. Yes. So <laughs> what, what's, what would you expect to pay a nanny? Uh, mine is tough because it was 11 years ago, so I don't know if it's comparable at all. In today's dollars, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. I know it was several hundred dollars a week, but I really don't recall. Mm-hmm. exactly what it was at this point we were on a budget so um, I know that some nannies are paid or are expecting to be paid anywhere between 15 and 20 dollars an hour um, we wanted to find somebody who was willing to fit into our budget so we were willing to pay between 10 and 11 dollars an hour um, and we ended up finding a wonderful nanny for that price so I think that if you go the right avenues um, that you can find a nanny that's willing to work for what you're willing to pay. That's that's great to hear. And it sounds like also that, um, you know, regardless of where you're located, if you're in a large metropolitan area or if you're in a more rural environment, I mean, the, the pay scale is going to be slightly different, but you can probably find someone who's willing to, to work with your budget. Um, and now speaking of nannies, um, I, I think I've heard as an, they're an employee, um, how does that work with um, – paying them and then are they expecting to have a vacation time time off or how does that work 
Uh, ours didn't really. She wasn't really in a, because again, her circumstances being a little bit older and she had lots of other close family in town, um, she wasn't expecting you know a, a two-week vacation or a one-week vacation. And uh, when we took time off, she got that time off, obviously. But uh, ours, that wasn't really a consideration that we had to work with. I think that's definitely a plus with having a nanny is you get to kind of come to that on your own terms together. Um, I have a, a, a quarterly meeting with my nanny to discuss vacations and certain time that's needed off. Um, for instance, my parents are coming into town and she doesn't get three days worth of pay. Do I think that's fair to her because my parents are coming into town? No. So I feel like I'm going to be generous and pay her for that time, even though um, she's not watching the boys, kind of of a bonus to her. Um, so definitely um, flexibility there um, and what they're willing to work with you on. Um, and then another thing is the taxes. You know, that's definitely a conversation that you want to have with that employee because they are considered an employee on how that you want to work that situation. So probably talk to your tax consultant since they are, I think, domestic worker, I know what the term is. <laughs> Okay, we're going to change gears here and talk about um, some daycare centers. Um, so, how do you, you know, how do you find a good daycare center? And and also, you know, why would that be um, a good choice? You know, compared to other types of services. Both of my, for my five year old and my twins, it was both through referrals. The first daycare provider. Um, I don't know if I want to say I learned a lesson per se, <laughs> uh, but our first daycare provider was not licensed. It was an in-home daycare. Uh, it was good, but I now that I do have a licensed in-home daycare, I do see the differences, and I would highly suggest going with a licensed daycare versus an unlicensed. Um, I think licensed daycares are more cautious of... Um, situations around the home and what they're providing for the children versus an unlicensed who doesn't have to worry about that. Um, but both were through word of mouth. Uh, the twins, I have to admit, was a lot harder and took a lot more time to find a provider just because there's two of them. Trying to find a place for two because of licensing and ages was difficult. Um, also, the second time around, which we didn't have to worry about the first time around, was a retainer fee. Um, having so you have to pay up front just to hold a place? Yes. Wow. Yes. And they were fantastic, and they let us kind of, you know, gave a month, give a month type thing. But we did have to pay several months in advance to hold a spot for the two. And they, it was at a discounted rate, but it was kind of the reality is, oh, gosh, we have to hold a spot for two. Wow. Is it, is it, was it tough? Seriously, it's tough to find a place for, for, for two. two. And had anyone else had trouble with that? We didn't because we, I had done the, the nanny for the first two years with the boys, but with my older child, he was at an in-home daycare uh, with a licensed care provider for about his first eight months because I went back to work um, after a couple of months. Um, but only because he was on a waiting list. I had researched daycare centers and had gone to quite a number of them within the community, found one that I absolutely loved, got on the waiting list, but because you know newborn care is very difficult to find, he was on a waiting list for there. Because he was already there for a year and a half or so, when I got pregnant with the twins, I told them first that I was pregnant again, and um, they immediately got me on the waiting list for my supposedly single baby, and then a few weeks in, found out that they were two, 
And I remembered about halfway through my pregnancy asking them at one point, oh my gosh, I forgot it's, you know, it's two. And they said, no, 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 we changed it to two as soon as you told us because <sighs> we, we knew we, you would need the spots. So that wasn't an issue. I ended up keeping them home for two years, more for health issues because they ended up being preemies. And, and I saw how many illnesses my son had picked up the first couple of years, which is just, it's an, it's inevitable. It's just a part of daycare centers. And I wanted to try and avoid that as much as possible with them. Um, eventually got to the point where I think the daycare facility was the best option for them after a couple of years, just to get them into, you know, some other things that we're going to probably touch on later. And it sounds like so you decided that for, for health reasons, you wanted to keep your twins out of daycare from the beginning. Correct. And yes. um, did you guys find that as well? Was that, you know, maybe part of your decision to use um, a nanny or <laughs> was that a concern for you? The first option that we looked into was military daycare. Mm-hmm. And we had a problem with the wait list. Um, of course, there's a running wait list in, in San Diego. And um, we noticed that one boy would get accepted and the other boy was still on the wait list. So juggling that was not going to work for us. Um, we did use that daycare, they have an hourly program, and the third time that our boys were in that program um, for hourly care, we were unpacking our boxes when we moved here, um, they got sick. So I'm like, maybe this option is not really going to work for us. Wow. And if you find out you're having twins and you are considering daycare, then you probably have to put your, you know, your name on a list, like when you're, when you first find out <laughs> you're having twins. You do. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of the average, the costs of, of daycare? I pulled up in San Diego. Um, so we could just kind of look at comparison. And even in just one city, it's going to vary widely by the area of town you're in. But it looks like um, infant daycare, you're looking at between two and $300 a week. A week. Per baby. <laughs> um, toddler gets a little bit lower. It's more on more on the 200 side, maybe a little bit more. And then preschool um, is about probably similar to that. So you're definitely looking at some high numbers, nine to $1,200 a month per kid. Um, and usually a second child discounts only 5%, which is... That's it? Yeah, you'd, you'd think it's a buy one, get one or something. But um, <laughs> but no, so here, you know, here in San Diego, daycare centers are going to be on the pricier side. The in-home ones are a little bit more affordable usually. Um, they tend to be on that lower side, um, more like 150 to 200 a week, depending on which part of the town that you're in. Yeah, those daycare center rates are consistent with what we paid 11 years ago. So it sounds like they haven't really changed all that much. And with having, um, once my twins were two, my oldest was four. So at one point we had all three in a daycare center. And I was paying college tuition prices mm-hmm. at that time. And I always, you know, th- my friends who had their kids at home and all that ended up sending their kids to private school um, for kindergarten, elementary, and all of that. And so w- we sort of switched financial roles. <laughs> I was paying those dollars when they were when they were babies and then ended up getting them in public school. And then that's when they took over and started paying these incredible dollars. Um, I was going to say, we pay, well, for a while we were paying a third mortgage, but um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Uh, preschool with an employee discount was running us with care about $600 a month. And then the twins, depending on the amount of days in the month, it's anywhere from 1100 to 1400 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's with the sibling discount. So I want to say it's 275 a week with the sibling discount, which I think ours is 15% was mm-hmm. for the second. Mm-hmm. So it adds, it adds up with, with two. Yes. So when we come back, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and look at some other options that uh, maybe some parents haven't considered. Welcome back. 
Today we're talking about childcare options for twins, and our discussion continues as we look at some of the little-known facts that may make different childcare services right for your family. Uh, so, you know, what we're going to talk about um, au pairs. Um, now, I actually had um, the privilege of having um, an au pair in uh, my home. We had actually two au pairs, um, one for one a year, and then that's they, they go home. So an au pair, just to give a little bit of background, um, it's a uh, international exchange student exchange program and so you would have a college age student someone between 19 and 25 come to your home they come for they work 45 hours a week uh, and the price the cost is actually fixed um, so you would have to you go through an, an agency to get the the whole background check and find the au pair for you and usually pay an agency fee um, of about uh, let's say average, let's say $7,000. And then you would pay your au pair uh, just about, it's, the current rate is $200 uh, a week. And you get the, the benefit of having, um, an, you know, someone in your, your home full time. And much like a nanny, they get, they, you're setting the rules as the parent and you can be as strict as you want to, <laughs> And uh, very, you know, very specific as far as, you know, scheduling and, you know, and diet and activities, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, so the way my husband and I went to it is that my, my mother-in-law, um, she's originally from Germany and she came to the United States um, as an au pair. And so that was sort of the little thought in our heads, you know, well, this might be an option for us. Um, we were looking at, you know, some different options. And we found it to be really affordable. I have to say, I think the the affordability overall, it comes out to be about $18,000 a year for, for two. So we felt that was um, a good a good way for us. Are there special considerations with an au pair situation for providing living facilities and then also privacy issues? I mean, yes. Now, the requirements of the program are that you have um, a bedroom for the au pair. They don't have to have a, their own bathroom or anything, but they must have a private bedroom. Um, and and I think for privacy issues, um, I mean, yes, you do have someone living in your home. And um, I, I don't know. I'll, I personally think, you know, during those, those twin years, we had mother-in-laws and visitors and we had a lot of people coming through. So I felt like I had given up a lot of privacy anyway <laughs> to having someone someone live there but it but I understand there's yeah there are some points say oh my gosh I couldn't imagine having someone you know in my in my house um, so that's definitely um, a consideration there yeah. and going the other direction for the au pairs privacy did they um, feel that they were given their own space and their own time when they were off the clock uh, uh, you know yes and I think um, I found in, in our case, um, our au pairs, when they were done working, we had traditional sort of eight to five schedule. And uh, when they were done at five, they would go into their room and get on their computer and, you know, Facebook. And they'd be, you know, going out the door, going to the gym, going to see their, their other au pair friends. And so we would pretty much either, they'd either be on the clock with, with the, our girls or we'd have dinner together sometimes as a family or they'd be just off off on their own so so we didn't feel like we we're stepping on toes um you know too much um but yeah i think that helps now i will say there are some downsides to having an au pair i mean you're you're having yes you have a, someone in your house and uh they're a college student 
So they're not a professional. <laughs> they're they're they have some training when they you know come to the United States. It's like a week long training of you know CPR and general you know child uh, care, and they do have you know usually some babysitting experience. Um, but you know from also from maturity level, they're they're college students, <laughs> and you really there's there's a little bit of parenting involved i will i will say that we had you know we had we set up rules and i i think i think it is manageable um we set up rules in our home like we set up curfews i mean if they were going to be working at 8 a.m um then their curfew was 12 midnight the night before that they had to be home um and you know we said it we just you know spelled out rules and said okay no alcohol you know consumption in the home you know no of course you know no illegal drugs no smoking that sort of thing but we just laid it all out and said, "This is this is what we expect." Um, and you know, there there will be. I mean, they're college students, so sometimes they're kind of you know pushing the limits. And there have I know of, of um, some instances where they don't always have driving experience and backing into other cars. <laughs> but it's 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 manageable. And so um, I don't. I can say we had a really great positive experience out of that. Were there cultural differences? That. Yeah, and it's a great. Oh my gosh, what a great opportunity! Um, we are both of our pairs came from Austria, and uh, part of that we wanted to have German, you know, um, influence and German, expose our girls to another language, um, and so it was great. We um, our second au pair uh, decided, and all on her own, that she would only speak German for the first half of the day, and then when the girls went down for the nap, and then she'd speak English for the the second half of the day. <laughs> And so it's it's cute. My girls to this day, when they go playing, it's like, oh, we're going to go to the Spielplatz. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very cute. So um, we know we really loved having that influence. So if you're, I think I would say if you're open to um, having, you know, some cultural exchange, it's it's a great option. We're looking at full-time childcare, but um, I think even for those of us who don't always have a need for full-time care, we all need babysitters from time to time. So how do they, how do you guys, you know, work with babysitters? How do they fit into your needs? And, and what do you look for in finding a good babysitter? Definitely experience with twins. (laughs) (laughs) Twins can definitely be a handful. And I know uh, some of the other panelists have um, twins and then another, another sibling. So, um, but for me, I'm looking for experience with twins and, and babysitters are really important to us because we like our date nights. Um, they've come a little bit more, uh, fewer and far between since I started full-time work because we spend a lot of family time together. But definitely like to get out every once in a while and have a date. It's very important for a relationship. We didn't use a lot of outside babysitters when the boys were younger. Um, it was usually family members. Uh, one of the two grandmothers or, or our nanny, even when she was no longer our nanny, that's who we used as our babysitters. So that was terrific once the boys were in the full-time daycare center. Um, when they became school age, we used uh, for we used a babysitter more for after school when they weren't in the after school program. We had someone with a um, late teen, early twenties uh, college student who we hired to pick the boys up after school, take them home, get their help them get their homework done, and just really you know take care of them until we we get home from work. So. So a couple of different situations there. But a lot of it, it was usually with us word of mouth friends. We didn't have to go through some of the different ways to to find an unknown babysitter. So it was a little bit easier for us that way. That's great that you had consistency, too. I know sometimes it's it's so hard to get, 
you know, a babysitter. <laughs> and then, you know, in life, they change and move on. And um, so I think that also helps for the kids to get to know maybe, you know, one or two people. With babysitters for date night, the real challenge is um, dinner and bedtime, you know, and so we my mom is the only babysitter that they've had unless you count when my dad comes over too but um just getting two kids to bed is a struggle for me as an experienced twin mom um you know making sure that they go through like when they're little I mean I wouldn't have even had anybody because they didn't even sleep for me so they're certainly not sleeping for somebody else but even now you know are they wearing the right jammies are they wearing the right diaper did they brush their teeth did they eat anything like are they in the right cribs kind of thing and so it's just kind of um I think a comfort level I know some of the other moms have used babysitters one of them waits till the kids go to sleep (laughs) um but one of the moms in my group has used babysitters pretty regularly now but she took the time and they would come over during like nap time first just to watch the routine and then come at nighttime and be there and so I think it's really building a relationship um because it is infinitely harder I mean I guess you would say twice as hard but I would say four times as hard to get two kids to bed as it is to get one (laughs) and that option of having your babysitter not start until after the kids go to bed is actually a great thing Mm -hmm. we did that on a few times early on Hmm. I had a late dinner (laughs) (laughs) I had my babysitter come and walk through a nighttime Mm -hmm. routine she actually came for a play date and then she came and walked through the nighttime routine and then when she came, I had a piece of paper, step by step by step, exactly how the boys were used to their nighttime routine. That's a that's a great idea. So that's and then again, if you have other if you have other babysitters or other people, family included, mm-hmm. everybody's on the same page. <laughs> now, I think I've heard a lot of you have had family close by and helping out, which is oh my gosh, such such a blessing. But if you do have to go and find an outside babysitter, where where's your go to? Where's your best resources? <laughs> I went to care.com. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, it's been very good to me. Um and I did a couple interviews. Um I definitely have to feel comfortable with the person that's babysitting. Unfortunately we've never had family close by. I think the closest family we had when the boys were born were two and a half hours away. But now everybody's on the East Coast and we're on the West Coast. Yeah, I used a website myself. I use I've used uh, Sitter City, and I think there's also there's Urban City, Urban Sitter, um, and I think those can be great resources. Kind of like dating, you know, you find I think you too. Exactly. <laughs> word of mouth. You know, with twin groups would be a good place to start. I mean, if I was ever looking for a babysitter, I'd probably ask my friends first. Um, you know, because if they have somebody who's good with twins, you know, and it's not their weekend to go out, then. Um, that might be a good idea, you know, and I, I know when I was babysitting, I was always happy to have a, a couple families um, to keep some more money in my pocket. So, you know, definitely reaching out through your twin groups and finding out, do you know someone who's good with twins? Can you, I mean, are you willing to share? I think we sometimes are worried about stepping on toes, but, you know, twin moms are willing to share pretty much everything. So excellent point. And what, what's what's the going rate for babysitters for, for twins, an hourly rate? What would you guys? We pay $12 an hour. Okay. That sounds about right on the few times when we, I, I don't pay my mom, when, when she watches the boys, or didn't back in the day. Don't tell my but, mom she should be getting told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and I, we, when we use babysitters, it's usually, uh, they, they kind of have a, like, you know, $10, maybe $11 for one, and $12 for two, and $14 for three, and it kind of just, you know, goes up from there. So I think that kind of, that kind of helps. Uh, well, I mean, lastly, um, so what would you recommend to twin parents when they're trying to figure out, okay, which options should I do? Nannies, daycare, childcare. I mean, 
um, how do you go through the process? What what recommendations can you give? Oh, well, I'll start because I didn't use any of them. <laughs> um, so we looked at budget and it wasn't in our, I mean, it just wasn't in the cards for us daycare times two. Um, we, it wasn't something we were able to swing. And so what we did actually when I was pregnant is um, I'm a teacher, um, and but my husband was kind of in a job that wasn't going anywhere really and so he looked for a job that had evening hours and flexibility and we were able to kind of connect it so that I teach during the day and then he works um, at night three weeknights like three school nights and then he works on the weekends when I'm home and so we kind of just traded off and then when our schedules overlap we'd have someone come over to fill in um, my dad or my mom or my sister-in-law to do the overlap care and so um, we're definitely starting to look at maybe you know preschool options in the future but I think just to know that, you know, that that is one option, you know, so that you can both work and and schedule that around. But I mean, even the most affordable daycare for us, you know, we were living in a one bedroom and driving a civic coupe. <laughs> so we already had to upgrade enough um, when we found out we were having twins. I would say a really big thing is just to keep your options open and be flexible, but also plan ahead. I mean, we did literally everything. We did the, the family member, the in-home daycare, the at someone else's house, the nanny, the preschool, um, all of it. And your circumstances change. We did different ones for different reasons and recognize there are both there are pluses and minuses to all of those situations. And depending on what was going on with our lives, with our children, what ages they were at, what developmental needs they had at the time, we were flexible enough to say, we want to switch to this now. That's a better environment for, for our children. And it may be that when they reach different developmental stages, that something may be more appropriate. Um, if you, you know, maybe you're looking to have more interaction with with other children, and so that's maybe putting them in in daycare when they're older and they can, you know, have more socialization. That might be you know a desire. That was a big parents. driver for our our decision after two years, after again keeping the twins home for health reasons, that they were really really ready for that interaction and that. It was a big benefit to them to switch to that environment, both academically. I know that sounds crazy, two years old, but it was a a child learning center. It wasn't just a child babysitting center. And there were lots of great activities and educational activities that they did for the next three years before starting kindergarten. Um, That and all the social aspects of it. And they were split up. I forgot to touch on that aspect of it. They, um, I assumed they would be in the same class and the, the daycare or the center director said no we we really prefer to keep twins separate and they flourished i was i was terrified (laughs) and they did great and we were talking earlier about um one twin being more dominant over the other and they reversed roles because the one who had always been on the kind of the underside of that got the opportunity to not have to be with his brother and he got to sort of just open up and and gain his own independence and confidence wow that's a that's a great thing to consider well we're gonna uh, wrap this up and i'm just gonna say you know thank you so much to our panelists for joining us today and for more information about uh, child care options uh, and for more information about any of our experts or panelists visit the episode page on our website And this conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, our panelists are going to share with us some crazy stories about their childhood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, TwinTalks.com. Here's 
Here's a question from one of our listeners. This comes from Stephanie of Virginia. I recently downloaded the Twin Talks app. I travel a lot for my job and I don't always get a clear internet signal. Is there a way to download episodes and listen to them later? Hey, Stephanie, this is Sunny. I'm one of the producers on Twin Talks. And thank you so much for downloading our Twin Talks app. We are big fans of our apps because we all listen to apps, and it's a great way to listen to the show on the go when you're out with your little ones. And um, yeah, so downloading the episodes, this is really easy to do because I know, at least personally with me, I don't always get great reception with my phone either. So when you log into the app, you're going to go to the episodes page, which is the main page on the app, and you'll notice next to each episode, there's a little star. Well, when you do have good reception, if you click on that little star, you're going to see this little ring. It turns yellow and this little ring starts to form around the episode. When that ring is complete, so it forms a circle around a star, that means that the episode is downloaded to your app. So regardless of what kind of internet signal you're getting, that's actually on your app. You can listen to it whenever you want. So if you're going to be traveling or you know you're not going to get great reception, you may want to do this ahead of time to be able to listen to the episodes whenever you want. Thanks so much for your question. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Join in on the discussion by posting your comments on the Twin Talks Facebook page or call our voicemail at 619-866-4775. And don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Parent Savers, an online support group for new parents. And next week, we're going to be talking about sibling rivalry between twins. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.